morning. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I'm going to miss hugging you all every year. I get off, get to hug all the mothers in the church and give them a gift. But we'll be back here next year doing the same thing. You appreciate it in this church. Many of the mothers in this church support this church. Financially, they support it with prayers and encouragement. And we appreciate you. We want to know that. We, we want all of you families to grab your hands and get together as we go and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come this morning thanking you for all your many and your mighty blessings you stored upon us. We thank you for those incredible mothers in this church. We have some mothers that's done an incredible job, and some of them has done it all by themselves, and we thank you for that. So we thank you, and we ask you to continue blessing them as they go along this way, and as, they, as we tour through this day and time now where all kinds of things are going on, this virus, but we know that no virus can stop us from love because love goes from heart to heart, rest to breast. And we want to show our love, not for just this day for the mothers, but every day. And for the congregation of Christ Temple North, bless you, bless you. Keep your wisdom and your knowledge of the Holy Spirit as we go through these times. And we'll get together again one day with a lot of smiles. So we thank you, Christ Temple North people, for uh, as your pastor and leader for, for blessing us financially and praying for us and encouraging us as, as we go through this with you. This is my prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Brother Trevor is going to do the message for us this morning, and after that, then Isaac will do his traditional songs. So let's have a great amen and a hand clap in your homes for Brother Reverend Trevor Nairn. Amen. Thanks, Pastor. Um, when Pastor told me that I was doing the Mother's Day service, I was kind of surprised, mainly because I know how important this day is. This is one of his favorite days of the calendar year to preach and teach, and especially give all you mothers gifts. So I guess if he can't give you gifts phys physically, he's like, well, I'll, I'll let Reverend Trevor do that. So when I started looking into this whole Mother's Day thing and started doing my research, I was like, well, how did this all start? How, how do we get here today where Mother's Day is celebrated across every single religion, every single culture? We recognize Mother's Day as something that should be celebrated. And so how it got started here in the United States, um, there was a woman named Anna Jarvis who was the daughter of a lifelong women's education activist, Anna Reese Jarvis, and she wanted to honor all the mothers for the sacrifices that they make for their children. So in May 1908, Anna organized the first Mother's Day celebration at a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. She partnered with a local retail store and they had a, a Mother's Day sale at the same time and became a huge success in that town. And so by seeing the success, other churches, other retail stores started getting in on this and it spread um, very quickly through almost all the states at the time. And so she started working. She wanted to start to turn this Mother's Day celebration something that would be nationally recognized because she felt that there was too many days on the U.S. calendar that was geared towards the accomplish accomplishments of men. And so she kept working, kept working. Six years later, in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed it 
into uh, to be a national holiday to be the second Sunday in every May. And so that's how we got here today. More phone calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year. In fact, phone calls spike 37% on this particular day as people reach out to their mothers and grandmothers and stepmothers to show their appreciation for them. The National Retail Federation will states that roughly $25 billion is spent on Mother's Day. Only second to Black Friday and, of course, Christmas and the holidays. So we recognize, no matter if you're a non-believer, believer, different religions, we all recognize that mothers should be honored. Amen. In fact, it was written in stone. When you look at the Ten Commandments, I love how it's organized and how God designed it to be. The first four commandments, he says, it's about him and your relationship. The fifth one is honoring your parents. And then the rest are just about dealing with other people, like do not murder them. Right? So it was such a high value that God himself decided to write in stone. If you don't believe me, it's in Exodus chapter 20, beginning at verse 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God has given you. That's written in stone. It's something it takes effort and time to put something in stone. So God didn't make any promises in his first four commandments, but he made sure that there was a promise in that fifth that said, if you honor them, your days, you may live a long life. So how do we honor our mother? That's what I want to focus on today. How do we honor our mother? Well, it's important to honor them because they birthed you. Right? As a man, there's no... I can't only just hear the stories of other women, what the birthing process is like. A few weeks ago, I was having a conversation. My sister had a scare. She's expecting her third uh, child. And, you know, after the aftermath, we were just kind of talking about the birthing process. This will be her third child. She kind of knows what she has to get prepared for mentally as well as physically. And I was fascinated by the conversation. My sister's brutally open and honest, and she talked about all the things and the pain and sensations you feel during the birthing process. And thankfully, she goes, thank God for medicine today, because I don't know how they did it back in the day with all those things. But it's amazing to me that God himself he's decided to come into this world through a woman. It was that important to become a human person that God himself is like, you know what? In order for me to have the full experience of being a human, I have to be birth of a woman. He could have just floated down from heaven, but instead he chose to live the human experience and have a mother himself. And so the reason why you should honor them is because, first of all, they birth you. I mean, it takes two to tangle. And that unique DNA chromosomes between you two parents is what makes you you. If you didn't have your parents making you you, you would not be here. Your unique characteristics and traits, you would not be here. 
Now, some would say, well, Trevor, I wasn't planned. I was an accident. Well, God didn't make you an accident. Your parents may not have planned it. There can be accidental parents, but there's no accidental children. Because God says he formed you in the womb. And so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But honoring your parents takes on different characteristics throughout your life. Usually I will give these type of talks to the young kids on a day like today. But thankfully you guys are at home, hopefully watching together with the family. So I'm going to give each and every single one of you, whether you're a child, teenager, or adult, how you can honor your parents through each one of those phases of the day and what the Bible tells you how we should do that. The first one is the young children. That's the first time you become in relationship with your mother. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul writes, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment what they promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Paul emphasizes that this is the first commandment what they promise. Chil young kids, how do you honor your parents? You obey them. You take the trash out when they tell you to take the trash out. You clean your room like you take your, you're supposed to clean your room. You do your homework, as you said. And so that's how you can bring honor. You can't give them much, but by showing that you can obey them is how you bring honor to them. And it's the most vital aspect because it sets you up for the rest of your life. Too many times every day we get daily reminders on the news of kids who do not learn that lesson. And the tragic situations that come about when you do not know how to obey your parents, you have no clue how to obey a teacher, school administration, law enforcement, and, and the government. There's new, and one day, a boss. If you don't learn how to obey a child, you're going to have a long life, a long, difficult road ahead of you. And God promises you, if you don't do this, your life actually may be cut short. That's one of the major responsibilities of a parent, teaching their child how to obey. That's the reason why they tell you to do certain things. That's the reason why they want you to be, behave in school. It's not an accident. Because as you get older, the ramifications of your actions become more drastic if you don't. So children, obey your parents. First and foremost, even if you don't like to, you do it willingly, you do it acceptingly, and you just do what they ask you to do. Because in the long run, it will pay you off in huge dividends. Then as you get older, kids, you'll become teenagers. And I know so many of you are looking forward to be a teenager for so many different reasons. But because I get to deal with teenagers on a regular basis, you start to see the transition of how the kids and parents start to interact. How they look at their parents a little bit differently than they did at 6, 7, 10, 11 years old. Paul again writes in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, verse 9 out of the voice, he writes, Remember when our human parents disciplined us? We respected them. Young adults, teenagers, 
the Bible tells you that you have to respect your parents. The reason why the dynamic changes is because the kids become older. They become more aware of certain things, what's going on. They start remembering some of the mistakes of their parents. And for the first time, they're starting to realize that their parents aren't perfect. That their parents are flawed. That they make mistakes. And they start to behave and act out because they're losing some of that innocent respect that kids naturally have for their parents. That's why you see they begin to lose respect. They start to act out and not listen to them and misbehave and do different things because they feel like their parents aren't perfect. And no parent is. It's hard to spoil it to you kids. And one day when you become a parent, you won't be perfect either. But the Bible says this is why our parents discipline us. This is why you have a curfew. This is why you can't go to that certain part of town at night because your parents may understand what type of characters show up at that time. And if you don't respect your parents, certain situations and circumstances, as you get older, like I said, the ramifications of your actions become more severe. It's cute having a boyfriend that's in fifth, sixth grade. That boyfriend could become a child at a young age. It's cute to hang out and party with your friends, but if you're driving under influence and rushing home to get back in time before curfew hits, you could put yourself and others in serious risk. I'll never forget waking up on my 16th birthday that one of my teammates had done just that. He was out partying, knew he had to be at home at a certain time, was driving way too fast, lost control of his car, and uh, ended up, you know, dying almost instantly. I'll never forget the mother of my teammate deciding that it was going to be an open casket because she wanted to make a point of what the consequences could be if you don't respect your parents. And I looked, I remember going to the casket, almost falling apart and my knees getting weak. Because the amount of plastic surgery that they did to try to make my friend Darren look like Darren, I knew it wasn't him. That always sticked out on my mind. And from that day forward, I made sure I drove correctly, but I also made sure I respected my, my parents and their wishes for me. Because the worst wish and fear of a, of a parent is to get the knock from a police officer on their door. That's the worst fear because of a, a kid who may be disrespectful, not obeying what the authorities say. You see too many reminders of that. And the reason why your parents may discipline you young kids is because they are sensitive to certain things from their past. Maybe some of the mistakes that they made personally, they don't want you to make the same mistakes and have to deal with that baggage. So they may be harder on you in certain areas, but as you get older, you may recognize the reason why, because of their previous past and their experiences, they're sensitive to that. They're not perfect. No parent is going to be perfect. But they're doing what they can with the information they have to try to raise you correctly. 
And so that's why it says we got to remember our human parents who discipline us and we respect them. That's the number one task the Bible tells you to do as a teenager and a young adult is to respect your parents. Also, it's expensive. It's expensive to raise kids. The average cost of one child by the time they're born to the time they're 18 is $250,000. We're not including college. Well, the time when you graduate from college and move back into your mom's and parent, your parents' house that you try to get back on your feet, we're not including those costs. So $250,000 they could have spent elsewhere or, or on themselves, they spent on you. It's a sacrifice they made to bring you into this world, to raise you. And you should honor and respect them for that. And as you get older and you start moving out the house and you become an adult and you're on your own, your relationship with your parents change as well. You're no longer under their authority. See, God places many different authority figures in your life throughout your, your lifetime. Your parents, as they grow you older, your teachers, school administration, law enforcement, government. As you get older and older, you get more and more authority placed on you. The church, the government, they all have their different places. And so while you're out of the house, you may think I'm out of my own, I can do whatever I want to. And with that, yes, you're certain right. You have certain liberties and freedoms. You're not falling under your parents' authority. But Proverbs 13.1, out of the voice, gives us some wise counsel on how we should handle our parents. It says, a wise child is attentive to his parents' instruction, but the mocker is deaf to correction. As an adult, the Bible's telling you that you should listen to your parents. That's what it's telling you to do. You may not always agree with them. You may not always agree with their lifestyle, life choices. They may not agree with yours, but you honor them by listening to them because they may know a thing or two more than you do. I remember the trying to file my taxes for the first time as a young adult. I didn't know a thing or two about filing taxes. I'm looking at that form, it looked like a foreign language to me. So I went to someone who'd been doing it for 30, 40 years. They may have been around and done it a time or two. I remember times where I called my dad, my dad, my, you know, my garbage disposal makes this weird grinding noise. What do I do? And him being there a time or two, he knew exactly what I needed to do. Mom, you know, I'm dating this person, and we're having this argument, and so forth, and she can counsel me. She goes, Trevor, you were wrong in that situation. This is how you should handle it. So just because you're not under their authority, you still should be able to go to them and listen to them, because they've been around longer than you have. They've been through certain situations and circumstances than you have. And so certain things, you're like, well, this, they don't understand all of this. Nothing's new under the sun. The Bible tells you that. Situation, circumstances is not, doesn't change that drastically. Proverbs 23 goes on, and this is how the message. Verse 22. Listen with respect to the father who raised you, and when your mother grows old, don't neglect her. We are called to not neglect our parents. Listen to them and not neglect them. And as you get older, sometimes you get so busy and caught up in your own life. 
your career, raising your own kids, and their parents start to become more on the fringes. You may call them once a week. You may stop by. They may live in a different part of town or different state than you do. But the Bible says you're not to neglect them because they still want to be integrally intertwined into your lives. They want to know how you're doing, what's going on, what's the situation, circumstances you're under. So don't neglect them. And if you don't, I mean, if you don't neglect her, it says, by truth, don't sell it for the love of money, for, for love or money, by wisdom, by education, by insight. When you're still connected to your parents, you're tapping into their wisdom. You're tapping into it. And the Bible says that's more, that's more valuable than money because they're giving you truth. They know you. My mom texted me a couple times this week because she thought my body language was off on Sunday at lunch. And at the time, I knew something was off, but I couldn't articulate what was going on with me. I couldn't articulate it. But something was kind of off. It took me a couple days to figure out what was going on with me, but my mom knew me. She knew me by just my body language, how I was carrying myself, the type of conversations I was having, that something was going on, but she, she, she wanted to make sure I was taken care of. Because she knows you better than you know herself. She was sitting there counting the hairs on your head as she rocked you to sleep at 2, 3 in the morning. She sat there and stood at your, your little dimple between your nose and your lip as you sat there in your crib. She sat there and watched you walk, run, play, all to your sporting events and games. She knows you. She knows you better than you probably know yourself. So... There's a reason why you don't neglect your mom. And you appreciate her by showing your appreciation. That's what today is about. Today is showing her your appreciation. Proverbs later goes on to say, Parents rejoice when their children turn out well. Wise children become proud parents. So make your father happy. Make your mother proud. You can do that by first obeying, by respecting them, and by listening to them. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, out of the message again, says, Good friend, follow your father's good advice. Don't wander off from your mother's teachings. Wrap yourself in them from head to foot. Wear them like a scarf around your neck. Wherever you walk, they'll guide you. Whenever you rest, they'll guard you. When you wake up, they'll tell you what's next. For sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life path. She'll be there to guide you. She'll be there when you're asking for advice. When you need a shoulder to cry on. When you want to go on date night, you need someone to watch the kids. Mom will be there. When she want, you, you need someone to watch the kids as you go off to work, she'll be your daycare provider. 
help you in your moment of crisis when your AC breaks down in the middle of the summer. So appreciate them. Stay in touch. Send, a, send phone calls, voice chats. Even though we're in this social distancing, you know, you may not be able to want to put your parents who have health issues in certain situations, use the technology. Still have them connected. Send them cards, send them flowers. Do whatever you can to show them your appreciation because it is a beacon, it is a light, as the Bible says, it's a life path. One of the most amazing acts in the history of mankind is Jesus dying on the cross. It's the most important act in human history. From that day forward, history has changed itself. And in the biggest pivotal moment in human history, Jesus himself took the time to make sure and ensure that his mother was going to be taken care of. So some of you are at that age and that time where your parents are aging. And the person that used to take care of you is now your responsibility to take care of them. That's what we're called to do. Not only is the church called to take care of the widows, as Jesus showed that example to John, but we are called to take care of our parents at their old age. Some of you I know today is a hard time because there are some mothers that may have hurt you deeply. And I empathize with you. I am so sorry you had to deal with that. Jesus does not hold anything back when he says that it will be better for that person to, that harms a child to tie their, around their neck a millstone and throw themselves around in the river. He throws no... There will be the only severe punishment for those that neglect, abuse, or mis mistreat a child. But for those that are struggling today, you can honor your parent today still by taking the incredible amount of courage to move on from their past hurts and pains that you're feeling and still carrying around. Face it. Don't fake it. I remember several years ago in a men's Bible study, there were some men trying to reconcile with their past hurts from their parents. And I brought this analogy where as a young child, for the first time you jump on the bed, it's fun because you're like, oh, this is like a trampoline. And your parents might tell you, hey, don't jump on the bed. Because you don't know no better. You just want to have fun. You're a kid. The second time, they might say a little firmer. Hey, don't jump on the bed. I told you don't jump on the bed. And if you're like my mom, the third time she tells you not to jump on the bed, she comes with a physical reminder why you shouldn't jump on the bed. Because now you know better. Your parents may not have had to pass their fields in their life. They did probably the best they could out of the situations and circumstances they were brought out of. Maybe they were disobedient to their parents and they grew up to raise disobedient children because they didn't know any better. For you to move on and honor your parents is sometimes to break that cycle. 
But to do that, you have to honor it, you have to face it, and you can't, you can't keep running away from it. And the great thing is, in Psalms 27, it's a powerful verse. If you don't have anyone to call, if you're feeling down and out by today, God himself in Psalms 27 verse 10 says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. He is here for you. With open arms to be that parent and show that love, that shows you the love that your own parents may not have shown you. He is here and willing and able to meet every single one of those needs that you feel burdened by. He said he'll take it off your shoulders for you. So if you're listening to this and you're hurt and you're still holding on to your parents' hurts, that dad who abandoned you, the Lord said he will never abandon you, and he never has. He's sorry about the unfortunate circumstances and choices your parents made, but you are not a mistake. And when you come into the body of Christ, you get a whole new set of parents that will love you better than your own parents could ever do. So today is about honoring our parents. I'm going to take the time to put my, my own teachings in practice and appreciate my mom. Mom, it's amazing to me as I look back on my life, all the sacrifices you made for me and my sister. You have provided me every opportunity to be here today. You gave me a love education as you share that characteristic. You showed me what discipline means. Incredibly hard worker. You incredibly loving mother. Still to this day, it's hard for me to leave your house without some laundry detergent or some care package that you want to give to me because that's how you show your love and affection. It's hard for my friends and, and family members to come and leave your house without something that they're carrying. I see Kirshen shaking his head how many times he's got laundry detergent or dish soap just because you've adopted him as one of your own. How many kids in this church who look at you as a mother and grandmother figure, the love and affection that you have shown for so many different people and students throughout your time is something that should be honored. And I am honored for all the lessons and discipline that you showed me. The times I could hear your voice in the middle of a crowd at a basketball game or a football game 50 yards away, I could still hear your voice because you're my biggest fan. And you were always there to tell me when I twist the ankle on a basketball court to get up, walk it off, showing me that I could persevere and handle my responsibilities even if everything wasn't going right. I see the incredible grandmother that you've become and how you retired early and make that sacrifice so that you have the opportunity to watch your, your grandkids instead of sending them off to daycare. Picking them up for school, make sure you're there when they get off the bus. And the incredible close relationship that you have and even taking some of your own, some kids that are outside of your own and, doing, and sharing that responsibility as well. You are an incredible role model for all mothers in the church. And so for me to just begin to scratch the, my appreciation, I can only scratch the surface. 
I've also watched and listened to you as you take care of your elderly mother, who you can't go visit because of the situation and circumstances we currently find ourselves in. And you have reason, every single reason not to honor her by some of the past hurts and mistakes, but you chose to move past that. And you take care of her. You took that responsibility. And one day, because of your example, I will do that to you. That is a promise. That's what the Bible tells me I need to do. Today I'm making that promise to you that you will be taken care of. There's also other mothers in this church that I'm so thankful for, from Mama Gwen to Sister Ty, Sister Arnetta, Janie, so many others that have helped me, motivated me, loved me, showed me love and appreciation throughout these years, come to my basketball, football games. That is a sacrifice that I honor and still honor. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. Any man and child that is listening to this, make sure you are sharing the same sentiments with them today after this sermon. Spend the time, send that phone call, send those flowers. But honestly, share with them how much you appreciate them because that's what the Bible tells us to do and that's what this day is all about. And so as we invite Brother Isaac up here, we are thanking you. Man, thank you, Brother Trevor. Fantastic job as always. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, first of all, we want to thank you for another opportunity to come before your throne of grace, Lord. Another opportunity from our homes or wherever we are, whether we're alone or whether we're sitting with family and loved ones, another opportunity to say thank you, Lord for another week that we can get together virtually, that we can all come together on one accord over the airwaves, but spiritually to hear the word for each and every one of us, Lord. And on this Mother's Day, Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that you bless and touch each and every mother, Lord. We know that this pandemic and everything that's been going on has, has put another layer of weight upon everybody. But Lord, right now, we want to take this time to really thank the mothers for the sacrifice daily, hourly, every minute, dealing with school and homework and, and runny noses and coughs and sicknesses and, and managing the, the bills of the home and, and in the workplace and, and constantly having a caretaker mode, always taking care of others. Lord, I pray that as my voice goes out over these airwaves, Lord, that your spirit, which can go even further and faster than my voice, Lord, that it go and touch each and every grandmother, each and every mother, uh, each and every godmother, and every woman who has chosen to step into a role of motherhood, adopted mothers, all of them, Lord, that you bless them, that you strengthen them, Lord, that you keep them encouraged, Lord, and that you surround them, Lord, with a support system, Lord, that will only give them encouragement and only give them love and will only lift them up, only give them positivity and nothing negative, Lord. 
Lord, you chose a woman to birth your son who saved the world. That's how much you think of a woman. And if there's any woman out there who does not believe that she is worthy, Lord, we know that's a lie and we know that's a trick of the devil, Lord. And we need, we need your Holy Spirit, Lord, to kick that thought out of her mind. She is worth it and she is worthy. And she should not allow anyone, be it a man, another woman, or a child, to treat her any less than. I pray that you bless their comings out and their goings in, Lord. Let them always walk in your grace and your peace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. And before I sing my song, I want to say to my mother, she's not here today, but she'll be watching this, that over the years, I always watch how you move through life. And it seems that year after year, you seem to be able to do it with more grace, with more class, with more strength, with more compassion, with more love. And you wear a lot of hats. You're a wife, you're a mother, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, the first lady of this church. You're a friend, you're a counselor, you're so many things to so many people, but you seem to do it all so flawlessly. And you seem to do it with a level of perfection that I've never seen any other woman do that. And on behalf of myself and all of your kids, those that you've adopted and those that you've given birth to, I wanna say that we are so honored and so blessed that God chose you to be our mother. I love you. I adore you, and this is for you, and this is for all of the mothers out here. Here we go. Bless you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hands. Play tambourine so well. Grandma's hands used to issue out a warning. She'd say, baby, don't you run so fast. You might fall on a piece of glass. There might be snakes there in that grass. Grandma's hands helped the local unwed mother. Grandma's hands Picked me up each time I fell. Grandma's hands lifted sister's face and told her she'd say, Baby, Grandma understands that you really love that man. But put yourself in Jesus' hands. Grandma's hands used to give me a piece of candy. Grandma's hands used to ache sometimes and swell. Grandma's hands used to sometimes come in handy. She said, now listen, don't you spank that boy. Now what you want to do that for? He didn't drop no apple core. Grandma's hands. Grandma's hand, Grandma's head, yeah, Grandma's hands, Grandma's hands, clapped in church on Sunday morning, Grandma's hands, played tambourine so well, Grandma's hands, used to issue out a warning, she said, 
Baby, don't you run so fast. You might fall on a piece of glass. There might be snakes there in that grass. Grandma's hand. Grandma's hand. Grandma's head. Grandma's hand. Sitting on my mother's knee She told me about King Jesus That I might gain the victory My mother bowed early in the morning And she prayed for me Oh yes, yes she did Late in the midnight hour Her tears would fall I could hear her tenderly Whispering, talking to the Lord She'd call my name Honestly She'd say, Lord have mercy Have mercy please my mother bowed early in the morning And she prayed for me Oh yes, yes she did My mother bowed My mother prayed My mother bowed She prayed for me My mother bowed my mother prayed that I might be, I might be set free. Oh, mother showed me the way to go that I might not have damnation and woe. My mother bowed early in the morning. And she prayed for me, oh yes, yes she did. My mother bowed, my mother prayed, my mother bowed. She prayed for me, my mother bowed, my mother prayed that I might be be set free oh mother show me show me the way to go that I might not have damnation and woe my mother bowed early in the morning my mother bowed down early 
in that great getting up morning. My mother bowed early in the morning. And she prayed. My mother prayed. She got down on her knees begging, Lord, please, yeah. My mother bowed early in the morning and she prayed. She prayed for me. Oh, yeah. She prayed for me. Yeah. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.